speaking the truth to the state capitol. This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right. Thursday, January 5th. I'm your host, Jack Riggins. Always trying to restore American values and bring a little common sense to the capital city here in Nebraska, which is Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac is executive producing the show. As always, we have an exciting lineup today. I guess before I get to that, uh, for those of you that are following D.C., uh, Kevin McCarthy was unable to get the number of votes he needs to be speaker after a 10th round. At this point, uh, I want I want to break records. I don't mind seeing democracy in action. I don't at all. And I think that we as America haven't seen it in action in a long time. As a combat vet, I was just kind of uh, pontificating that we haven't debated wars as much as we've debated this. And we need to debate. Um, at the same time, I do want to see it get solved. And I want to see the business of government uh, getting on. And I'm confident it will. So. Check out that headline. Uh, folks, today's a really neat day. You know I've been hard at times on the RNC, not just because of, uh, you know, probably not optimum performance, although it was a good performance in the last election, but um, some of the disclosures that came out in spending. And so who better than Nebraska GOP National Committee woman uh, Fanchon Blythe to come on and talk about it, as well as uh, California National Committee woman Harmeet Dillon, who also has thrown her hat in the ring to be the RNC chair, and uh, Republican consultant and campaign manager uh, Carolyn Wren. We're going to welcome them all, hopefully, to Drive Time Lincoln. Ladies, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hi, Jack. Thanks for having us. How are you guys? Your ladies there? Well, I've got I've got you, Fanshawn, so let's start with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. What did you think about what's going on in D.C. right now? Uh, democracy in action, I say. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I want somebody to be speaker who is for we the people of this country. And I'm so proud of people across this country who are tuned in, probably for the first time ever, uh, listening to a speaker vote. So I'm just proud of paying attention and we're all learning at the same time. So, um, yeah, I think you're I, I think you're right that this has probably captivated more Americans in the history of watching and essentially, you know, paying attention um, to what's going on in the House. And I hope it continues. I do think it will get solved. I know we're having some technical difficulties with Harmeet and Caroline. I do have them on the line and I'll get to them in a second. Uh, we'll just do it kind of sporadic. But the other thing, Fanchon, I wanted to ask you as the National Committee woman uh, for the NEGOP here in Nebraska is um, more locally. Um, any thoughts on uh, our own state legislature right now and, and what's going on? Oh, gosh, Jack. I was down today. Um, I got to be on the floor with four of my uh, female friends who their husbands are all state senators. Awesome. At before on that opening day. And I was so proud, um, you know, that 13 committees and 12 strong Republicans are going to be chairing those committees, especially the education ones. That, I was very excited about Senator Herman will will be leading that um, for our kids across Nebraska. 
I, unfortunately, I couldn't take the day off, but I watched it completely online today and saw my state school board friends be uh, sworn in. So it was a great day. Well, that's awesome. I think uh, now we finally have uh, Harmeet Dillon, uh, the National Committee woman uh, from California, and also has thrown her hat in the ring um, for the uh, RNC chair, as that vote gets, and as well as Caroline Wren online. Ladies, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thank yes, you. Thanks for having us. Uh, Harmeet, can I start? you're on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fanchon's on well. We're going to have to give her a pause right now for a second. But, uh, Harmeet, can I go to you first? Um you know, what were your thoughts of um, when the news broke kind of of the RNC performance through the last election? And, and I, I have to ask for my audience because a lot of people were concerned about some of the spending things that came out um, of the RNC over the last couple of years. Well, it actually wasn't a surprise to me because over the last six years at the RNC, I've been sounding the clarion call for investment in election integrity and really being aggressive about that. And, and we really haven't done that the way that we should. There was a slight improvement over the last two years, but we're catching up with decades of Democrats spending and investment. More importantly, we had some permanent changes to our election laws in many states as a result of COVID uh, or under the guise of COVID, but what the Democrats wanted to do all along, looser election rules, longer periods for voting, longer periods to receive your ballot after the vote, long time to count the ballots, um, and we did nothing as a party to prepare for that, to prepare for getting our voters to vote early in states that that's legal, even though we don't like that. Right, right. I think that's a huge failure because that is how Democrats are able to elect completely unsuitable candidates like John Fetterman in Pennsylvania, like Katie Hobbs in Arizona, like Joe Biden, <laughs> none of whom are fit according to any competitive measure or standards. But if you have a ballot harvesting and ballot collecting machine, quality of your candidates doesn't matter. So when I hear our side make excuses about our performance in 2022 by pointing to the quality of the candidates, I laugh because the quality of our candidates is high compared to their candidates. It's the quality of our election machinery on our side that is poor and without significant investment. And that means stop wasting money on political consultant middlemen who take hundreds of millions of dollars out of the money that we raise. Stop wasting money on luxury, frivolous expenses and start really buckling down on the nuts and bolts. We are going to continue to lose. And guess what? Our country cannot afford for the Republican Party to not be vital, competitive and helping turn this place around. We simply can't afford it as a country. So that's why I stepped up to run for chair of the RNC. Yeah, you're brave. And I, I mean, I, I applaud you, uh, you know, in what you're trying to do and also I think your assessment is right on. I mean, we've witnessed that it's, we don't like it, but that's the game in town. And I, I think there's a little bit of us kind of shooting ourselves in, in our own foot on this one. And I think new leadership will be good. I have to ask before I go to Caroline, uh, what's your take right now on uh, the 10th round up in D.C. for uh, Speaker McCarthy? Or I should say, excuse me, I should say <laughs> Kevin McCarthy. He's not the speaker yet. <laughs> Caroline? Yeah, well, Harmeet or Caroline. I, I was, I'm curious of Harmeet out of California's approach. What was really disturbing to me was I, I just finished, I was out in Arizona working with Carrie Lake, who is just the most wonderful person, absolute rock star. And I was watching Fox News two days ago. And as this, this vote, which I think is important, I think the party needs to have a discussion right now after, you know, 
not underperforming in the midterms about who do we want in leadership. And I think that's what people are demanding right now. But when that discussion was happening on the floor, I turned on Fox News and Ronna McDaniel was on. And that Fox was switching between Ronna McDaniel and Carl Rove for their expert opinions. And I'm thinking, okay, these people are very, these two are out of touch with where America thinks. And Ronna said that, um, she claimed that the representatives that were refusing to coalesce behind Kevin McCarthy for speaker were making the Republican Party look bad. <laughs> and I thought to myself, really, Ronna, I mean, as RNC chair, you oversaw five years of election losses in the House, Senate and presidency. So I would argue that that makes the Republican Party look bad. And then she bizarrely blamed McCarthy's inability to not be able to get the votes for speaker on Kerry Lake citing Arizona as a place where Republicans lost due to bad candidates who weren't messaging well. And, I mean, even if I were going to concede, I don't even concede the term loss for Carrie. She's down 17,000 votes where Maricopa County literally shut down 61% of the polling stations on Election Day. But sure. But in Ronna's home state of Michigan, I mean, Tudor Dixon lost by 500,000 votes for governor. Like Dr. Oz lost by 250,000. So Ronna, you know, trying to blame Kevin McCarthy's inability to coalesce the conference on Carrie Lake shows this how tone deaf the party leadership is right now. So, yeah, that's my take. Well, a great assessment. Um, one of the things, um, uh, you know, I was thinking as as I'm watching major news media e- even trying to, I, I think, you know, politicize their thoughts and get this done is I, I don't know if I've seen democracy in action, representative democracy in action as much as right now. And it's a good thing. It will work out. I mean, I'm sure you guys have confidence as, in that as, as I do, correct? Well, I'm not, well, I'm not really eager for, for it to work out because I'm not eager for them to pass more, you know, Ukrainian bailout bills. Well, I, I, I hear you there. I guess what I mean with work out is right. that they've learned to communicate and, and to represent and to then find the solutions that represent all of America. Right. Yeah, this is hard me. If I can add that, you know, one of the things that's causing a lack of consensus in the House is that there is virtually no debate on any topic. Uh, Members have no right to say anything about anything on a committee that they're not on. Um, Why would you give up a great career as a successful business person, lawyer, doctor, um, somebody who served their country in the armed forces, and give all of that up to come to D.C. to serve your country, only to find that you have no voice and no say, that that the you know the putative speaker. Multi-millionaire consultants are lobbying for Amazon and Apple, and you know the fix is in on any issue that you care about. It it really turns people off, and so I applaud the members who are standing up for the right to be able to represent their constituents in the House. That is to have a say. That is to have debate. And you look over across the pond, and you look at the rowdy, raucous, sometimes disrespectful debates that they have in the House of Commons in the in the UK. And I love that. I love to see people debating, maybe, you know, really mixing it up with one another instead of this sort of coiffed, manufactured, uh, you know, fake legislature that really doesn't have much debate. So if we see more of that as a result of this so-called disagreement and the leadership at the beginning, that's going to be a really good thing for our country, in my opinion. And by the way, no new legislation being passed for four days in the United States Congress is a net win for America. Yeah, uh, folks, that's Harmie Dillon, uh, the uh, 
California yeah. National Committee woman and uh and and going throwing her hat in the ring to be the RNC chair as well as uh Caroline Wren uh, a Republican consultant and campaign manager. I'm going to get to Fanshawe on here in a second but ladies um you know please stay on and and I agree with you you know especially the part about House of Commons. I've said, you know, I don't think any of this stuff is personal. Um you're trying to represent obviously in this country a very diverse different background from all over our country and you know like I said before we are having more debate about this speaker than we do sending people to war and spending billions of dollars, whether it be in aid, in this case, Ukraine or multiple wars. Um, this is what our system is supposed to do. And uh, and I it's it's refreshing to hear some people that are, you know, working the issues like you guys are. And I want to get Fanchon's take here. Fanchon, I, I've got you back in finally. Are you there? Yeah, Jack. I just wanted to say it's time to serve we the people. Instead of the system. Yeah, well, and I think, you know, when you listen to the holdouts, they're making that very clear. And I do think that, um, you know, as they go into the 11th vote, they'll work it. But that message is getting heard. I think not just in D.C., but around the nation. And I'm not going to apologize for our system beginning to finally act like a representative democracy even if you know people are frustrated by it i mean that is the way fanchon i want to ask you real quick because again lincoln nebraska audience and we really appreciate appreciate having national level thinking in here um but how how has it been for you as rnc committee or excuse me uh the nebraska gop national committee woman um how's the experience been the early experience um it was, it's been awesome. In the beginning, I thought, well, I think I'm a little in over my head, but then I got to go to Mar-a-Lago for my second time and where I met like-minded RNC members. Um, and we stayed up till after 1 a.m. in the morning and I just felt so comfortable with all of them. They said, you know, Sanson, there is no playbook on being an RNC member. Um, you just need to be yourself. So I said, well, that's who I am. I speak truth. Um, if there's not truth being spoke, I have no problem within our own state party of letting people know what's been happening. Um, so I, I love it. I just came back from four days with uh, Turning Point USA, where both um, um, Caroline and Harmeet and some other RNC members were. And 11,000 people were there, and not one vote uh, was received for Ronna to stay as chair or for Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. Wow, that's that's so, some great that insight, really you know, that we're getting right here in Nebraska. I'm going to take a break in a little bit, but one of the things, Fanchon, and, and I'll get back to uh, Harmeet and Caroline as well, and we're, we're so appreciative uh, that you're giving us this time, all three of you. But one of the things I wanted to say is, you know, obviously I've been covering it here. Um, you know, it, it feels like people are shocked by this, but, you know, what I'm seeing is that this kind of we the people movement and the people getting more involved through their elected representatives and committee men and women um, is really going on all around the country. But I wanted to ask you, because there's been people in Nebraska with regard to like the RNC spending and performance that I've talked to and, and talked to listeners and they're like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, everything's fine. I mean, what would you say to that sentiment that is kind of going around our state or, you know, this this movement of we the people is not a big deal? 
don't hear that at all. Everybody I talk to is not happy with what they have learned um, is going on at the RNC and the way things were ran within our own state party. So, I mean, you can't be spending how many, 800 and some thousand dollars on flowers. Is that what it was for me? Yeah, 700,000 on flowers, but but since the recent election, we've also had $300,000 on private jets, hundreds of thousands of dollars on limousines, some Lululemon workout gear for the, for the staff. And, um, you know, I, but I think actually the, the, the real scandal is not those amounts of money, which, by the way, if we were winning elections, I'd probably happily look the other direction for all of that stuff. <laughs> the biggest, biggest scandal mm-hmm. is, is all the um, money we waste on political consultants who don't win elections. And the same oh, ones keep wow. their jobs a decade after they have not won an election, and we don't hold them accountable. That is the biggest scandal. The yes. And, Harmeet, that's exactly what we have here in our own state of Nebraska. Consultants running the show. You, you know, know so Harmeet or Caroline, I, I want to ask, I have about two minutes before this break, but I want to ask, how entrenched is the political consultant class, and, 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 and why has that, in your opinion, really grabbed hold of at least the Republican Party? Well, I think Caroline's the expert on that. <laughs> well, I am a political consultant, and so it is tough, but I will say, it's everything that's the problem. That you, if, you, if you're looking at it from a campaign lens, decisions are made in the last three weeks, month of the campaign, based off of commissions and money to be made and not based off of what is best for the candidate and what can win elections. For example, while money should be probably spent in those last three weeks, if it's like the thing that could close it out, let's say if it is getting more people on the ground, hiring more volunteers, that money is allocated towards television ads because there are certain consultants within the party that make money off of television ads. And so it affects every single way that we 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 do politics, not to mention there's just a culture within the Republican Party of which you fail upwards. When consultants lose elections, you don't lose your job. They just go on to the next campaign. They move out of the state. They move on with their lives. And it just goes and bounces. And, and it, it is a big problem. Even within the RNC, there's been no staff turnover really at the senior level almost whatsoever after losing, you know, four election cycles in a row. And if, you know, if I were owned a football team and I had four, you know, losing seasons in a row, then I would probably look to fire the uh, head coach or at minimum I'd trade some of the players. And that, that is not what is happening right now in the Republican Party. Yeah, good analysis. Uh, Harmeet, Caroline, Fanchon, stay on with us if you can. We're going to go to some breaks here and we'll get you back on for second segment. Uh, so appreciate it. What, one of the things that's interesting there, folks, is, you know, the analogy, um, <laughs> you know, fail up and, and the football team. Uh, in the end of the day, I mean, you have to produce, and uh, it's just, it's anybody can get in this business, right? And, uh, you know, we need good Americans at all levels stepping up, and uh, that's what we're trying to do. KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're back. Uh, we've got an exciting show. We don't often get uh, people from around the nation all on the same call, uh, but we've got uh, our own uh, NEGOP or Nebraska National Committee woman, uh, Fanchon Blythe, to the RNC on, as well as uh, California National Committee woman, Harmy Dillon, who is also up for uh, nomination, I guess, if you will, or to contest uh, Ronna McDaniel at the chair of the RNC, as well as uh, Republican consultant and campaign manager 
Carolyn Wren. We've been talking to these three ladies. We'll have them on in the second segment as well, um, talking obviously about uh, what's going on on Capitol Hill right now with uh, Kevin McCarthy um, not getting the votes to be Speaker of the House for the 10th time. I, I know that nine tied a record, I believe, since 1923. I don't know when the next record is. Um, folks, I, I fully suspect that it will get done at some point. Um, but here's the deal. We are a represented democracy, and several members of the majority party there are expressing what their constituents who sent them to Washington want them to. And democracies are supposed to be dirty. They're supposed to not make radical change. They're supposed to do this. And while many Americans are a little bit shocked, this is the process. And there's no reason to panic. It'll get done. And we'll get more insight from these three ladies and maybe some more here on KLIN 1499.3. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, second segment here on uh, Thursday. Uh, I'm still your host, Jack Riggins. It's all about American values and trying to restore them and trying to educate uh, about how we do them and who we are as a people and, and why this fantastic, great country uh, works. Uh, of note, so much going on in D.C., Jim Pillen, sworn in as the 41st governor of Nebraska, and uh, hey, listen, Jim Pillen is a Nebraskan, and he's done it the hard way. He's a conservative. He's been uh, very vocal about education, very vocal about pro-life and protecting the kids, and I, I look forward to him as our governor. And listen, just like all around the nation right now, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on and people paying attention to politics. And so, you know, his term will be different than Governor Ricketts. But uh, he is our governor now, and I wish him the best. Absolutely. Uh, in other news, uh, Tommy Armstrong will be on tomorrow um, here in studio, Drive Time Lincoln, to discuss, you know, over the holidays, he and his family running into a house to save a neighbor um, and their family. And it's just a heroic, very good Americans help an American story from one of our own former uh, University of Nebraska Cornhusker quarterback Tommy Armstrong. So we're going to hear from Tommy tomorrow. Right now, we have three wonderful women on the line. Excuse me, four now. So I think we have set a record here at uh, Drive Time Lincoln with four on. Uh, we've got uh, Nebraska's Republican National Committee woman, Fanchon Blythe. California's Republican National Committee woman, Harmeet Dillon. Um, now, 
North Dakota's Republican National Committee woman and Republican consultant campaign manager uh, Carolyn Wren. Lori Hines, if I didn't say it from North Dakota. Uh, Lori, I want to try to welcome you to Drive Time Lincoln. Um, how are you doing, Lori? I'm good, and my last name is weird, but it's, there's no E in it. Oh. It's pronounced, it's pronounced Hins. Hins. So it's weird. It's, yeah, Lori Hins. Thank you for having me, Jack. Well, Lori Hins, thank you so much for calling in. Is uh, that I, still H-I-N-S then? <laughs> oh, God, the producer's got to ask. I can't ask her in person, so. <laughs> it's not H-I-N-S-Z. It's just H-I-N-Z, like pronounced like Hins and Needles. Got it. Thank you yeah. so much. Listen, we're known <laughs> in this sh- we're known in known in this show for always screwing something up and uh but that that's what makes it real. Real people, real Americans talking. Um hey, I've got the other three women on. It kind of got a jump start on them, but I just want to get your take on what's happening in Washington DC on Capitol Hill right now. Well, with regard to the house race right yeah, now, it's yeah. just, I think it's I think it's um I think it's really illustrative of what is going on with the people of the country. And I tweeted this out actually earlier uh, a couple a day or two ago, and I, I said, you know, I think what is going on is what happened when Mitch McConnell was elected, and I will say it kind of went under the radar his election to leadership for the gazillionth time. And I think it was a, a not necessarily stealthy, but it was so quick that all of a sudden the public realized, all right, wait a minute, he just got elected again. What what happened there? And we and then their eyes opened and they went, okay, wait a minute, we have two more leadership positions that are open, and we couldn't do a scintilla of anything about the first one that happened, but we are hungry in the country as uh, the populace for new leadership, new blood, if you will. And I think once they realize that, they decide, okay, we need to get engaged. We need to get involved. And I think that's what's going on. This is very, it's an interesting situation because you've got a very populist style election going on where the people are not normally necessarily engaged in what's going on and not aware of the inner workings, if you will, of the RNC. And maybe not purposefully, but just that's just the way it has been. And at this point, now they are fully engaged and they have made their voices known to me and the other 167 members of the RNC membership. Uh, Lori Hins, did I get that right? Lori Hins, (laughs) North Dakota. Nailed it. Republican (laughs) National Committee women. I mean, we're getting info from all over the country right now. This is great. Um, I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to bring each lady on um, kind of one at a time uh, so we can answer. Because you guys are actually representing, you know, your Republicans as the National Committee women and right up there at the top of the heat with the RNC. Uh, what do you look forward to, each one of you, um, as you go back and work the details um, as we go forward? Um, Harmeet, and I guess for Harmeet, I'm going to ask you, if elected, what are some of the things that you want to get changed down there to make this a, a powerful machine? Well, thank you for asking. So one of the first things I would do with the RNC would be to have an audit of all of the political consultants and the spending at the RNC. I think there's a lot of waste, a lot of self-dealing, and a lot of folks who haven't won us any elections in a long time and yet are permanent fixtures in the building. I'd also like to decentralize a lot of the operations of the RNC for a couple of reasons. Number one, there's that pool of consultants inside the Beltway. But number two, we really need to inject some fresh blood into our party, and that means hiring some of these really talented 
operatives around the country in data, in digital, communications, operations, legal, fundraising. And a lot of talented Americans, particularly Republicans, don't want to live anywhere near D.C. And so we're giving up the opportunity to get a lot of great talent that are from our heartland of our country. I also think that we can use that decentralization effort to open up offices in places where we need to win elections and kill two birds with one stone and really draw from our local community. We need to be focused, laser focused on election integrity uh, and on multiple ways. Number one is, of course, fighting lawsuits and bringing our own lawsuits to improve uh, the quality of our elections. But I would add part of that is we have to make use, the best use possible until we can change laws of modern methods of voting. And that means looking at all these laws that changed during COVID and early voting now is the norm in many states. We have to excel at that and do better than the Democrats at hustling our voters' ballots into the ballot boxes, every single one of them, and not, like Caroline pointed out earlier, not just wait until the last minute and then some consultant makes a 15% fee on a million-dollar ad buy. I mean, if we were able to get, if consultants were able to get consulting fees or percentages on social media influencers who would urge people to get their ballots in faster, they'd be the biggest industry in town. But the money tends to flow where consultants make money and not where we get the votes. And so those are some of the reforms that I would do. And then I think finally, just like you're seeing in Congress, we have a very top-down RNC. Very few members of the RNC know what's going on. Members of the Budget Committee don't get line-item budgets. And we just don't have any tra- any ability to make a difference there. And And that's not consistent with our Republican values. I think we really need to have a participatory uh, representative form of government at the RNC where members have a say, they get to represent their uh, districts that they come from. And that's something I, I would be very much more approachable and have a more flat management structure at the RNC. Uh, a couple more things, belt tightening, no luxury travel that's unnecessary. And we really need to really get a handle and spend a lot more of the donor dollars that we raise on electing Republicans and a lot less on the middlemen. Thank you. Wow. Harmeet, I will just say this. Uh, I don't know how, A, any Republican can disagree with those things, and B, um, well thought out, well, the vision is is good. I'll tell you this. uh, I I don't know if you ever uh, ran a war zone, but uh, you've got it down as far as how the operation's got to go to win things, and uh, that's good to hear. I, I totally wish you the best of luck in that. Uh, Caroline, can I get some thoughts on the same question? Caroline, can I get some thoughts on the same question? Well, maybe we lost Caroline. Let's, uh, let's, uh, oh, sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you now, Caroline. That's okay. That was, uh, well, you are, nobody's elected me to anything, so we can, uh, we can spare the country that. Uh, well, and not only that, I mean, we've got to throw in there, can you hear me now? At least you weren't giving me your passwords. I know, right? <laughs> um, but for your their listeners, I would like to, my, my my laser focus is is getting our beat over the finish line. And so, how this race works is that 168 members of the Republican National Committee get to vote. There are three from each state plus the territories. And you, we opened up, and you were talking about how we're a democracy, and and this is the way it works. Well, we're actually, I will say, a constitutional republic. And we are we are a constitutional republic. I I had said that we are practicing. <laughs> Represented democracy, right? Right. right. I, do, I know I got shot at for a living, but but I'm still my brain is intact. But very good to clarify that. Thanks. 
Well, the, the way we work, we, we allow for our leaders to be our representative voice, and that is no different than when it comes to the 168. Now, it's a little strange because you have a state like California with millions of people, Florida, 32 million people, and then you have the American Samoas with like a population of 50,000. They all get the same amount of votes in this RNC vote. So we have to win over a majority of the 168. In the state of Nebraska, there are three. So you have the wonderful Fanshin Blythe, who's on here with us. She is our national committee woman. And then you have J.L. Spray. He's a national committee man. And then Eric Underwood, the state party chair. Those are the three people that get to vote on this. It is a secret ballot. It takes place on January 27th. What we need everyone to do that's listening, if you believe, as I do, and I would say the majority of the country and the Republican Party does, that Harmeet Dillon should be the future of the Republican Party and the Republican Party chair, go to Hire Harmeet. That's H-I-R-E-H-A-R-M-E-E-T dot com. And you'll see the contact information is on there of all the 168 voting members. And I would encourage you to contact your three Nebraska members, JL, Eric, and Fanchon, and tell them why you want change to the Republican Party. Tell them why you want them to represent your uh, voice in this and to vote for change and to vote for Harmeet. That is really what we need everyone to do. Uh, Caroline, perfectly representing the consultant in a serious way, and I'm glad you put that out. No, it is serious, and 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 good consultants know what to do. Um, so I'm glad you put that information out. And yeah, Fanshawn knows we will keep on uh, Nebraska Republicans um, to get our folks, you know, to do to do what's best interest in Nebraska and the country. The one thing I would also say, thank you to you for just kind of giving my listeners um, some inside baseball and how it works, because that's important that we understand these things and we can talk to our representatives educately about that. So thank you. Of course. You betcha. All right, Fanshawn, uh, welcome back here to Drive Time Lincoln. Um, what are you looking forward to? Obviously, Caroline just gave a great little history lesson there. But uh, with Harmeet and as you go back to the RNC and you guys are working things, what do you look forward to as far as uh, optimizing the organization? Well, what I wanted to, to add on to Caroline is these emails. We have been getting them now. Harmeet, has it been three weeks? And... Probably about been, three weeks. Yeah. Three yeah. weeks. And I I mean, there's hundreds upon hundreds, and I've been answering each one of those back um, and letting them know that um, I compare the RNC to, like, Nebraska football. <laughs> if you cannot produce a win, you're gone. I think we've had five coaches since I've lived here. And I am about winning. I want to win. So I just encourage everybody um, – to go to all three of, you know, to Jack, or not to Jack, but to JL and to Eric and let them know how you feel. Um, because Nebraska is showing the rest of the country that change is possible from the ground up. People are tired of being told to fall in line. So. Yep. They're tired of the status quo, and what they want is they want a representative democracy underneath our constitutional republic. There's no doubt about it. That's Uh, exactly right. So I'm I'm for Harmeet all the way. I I want change. Harmeet is about election integrity, and and my friends across the state of Nebraska are election integrity people. Yeah. I I just think we need change at the RNC level, just as we did um, at our own state party here in Nebraska. I'm proud to say that, you know, we run by the Constitution um, in Nebraska, and I know Harmeet will do the same. Yeah, values in the Constitution. Uh, we're hearing good things. All right, I'm going to get Lori's take from uh, North Dakota. Lori, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. Are you tracking all of that? 
I am, and I'm going to add on to it, too, because we're tag-teaming ladies here. Um, I will say... Hey, there's strength in numbers, ladies. There's strength in numbers. Well, and we have we have just a phenomenal candidate in Harmate Dillon. I will tell you, I, I was a big fan of hers before I even was a member of the RNC. So even getting to serve with her is an honor. Now, I would suggest to those people in Nebraska who are going to write to their three RNC members a couple of pro tips for you. One, keep it short. The shorter it is, the easier it is for them to read it and respond to it. Number two, my tip is make sure you say where you are from. I would say your um, town or your area and the state so that they know that you are a constituent. That speaks volumes for those RNC members, that somebody is taking the time to tell them from their own state what they feel. So I would recommend those two little pro tips. And thirdly, I'm just really, really excited about the possibility of having new leadership and all that we can do as an RNC. I, too, like Sunshine, uh, am very looking forward to winning and um, making our country uh, into something that we only dream of. I know that we've got such big dreams and such big aspirations for this party and for this country, and the Republican Party is the only way to do that, and Harmeet Dillon is the only way to where we're going to get some amazing transparency and some really good fighting leadership. So I'm very much looking forward to uh, voting for her on the 27th of January. Well said, uh, Lori Hins from North Dakota, the Republican National Committee woman up there. Um, Lori, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to go through and thank each each lady one at a time. But I want to thank you for coming on Drive Time, Lincoln, and sharing your experience and, and your thoughts from uh, North Dakota and the people up there. My pleasure, Jack. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, let's go to uh, Caroline for some parting shots and to thank her. Caroline, I want to thank you for coming on Drive Time Lincoln. Any any parting shots before I get to Harmeet and Fanchon? Just, I would say to stay in this fight. The people are more awake than I've ever seen in my life, especially with the Republican Party, and it's going to take that to get us over the, over the finish line and to actually start winning again. Ultimately, that's all we want. That's what we're demanding, is we want to win, and we want to win elections, and how we define victory seems to be very different from the people who are running the show right now in Washington, D.C. Harmeet believes in defining victory is having our people in office, which is what I also think. And to do that, we've got to get Harmeet into office. So hireharmeet.com. Please call your friends and neighbors and other states, too, and tell them to reach out to their 168 members. And thank you for having me. You betcha. Thanks, Caroline. Best. Uh, Harmeet, welcome back. Uh, any parting shots? And again, we wish you the best. Appreciate your time uh, in this endeavor. No, I think this is really all about the future of our party and, more importantly, our country. And that means some fresh thinking, some fresh vision, some fresh blood. Uh, the two ladies here uh, on my RNC team are among the people who are ready to, to step up for that. And I hope we can get a critical mass of our fellow members to join us. Otherwise, I think we're looking forward to another round of loss and excuses. And America can't afford that. Yeah, Harmeet, uh, again, I so appreciate it. I wish you the best. It reminds me of a funny saying in the military circles. The Russians always hated the fact that uh, American commanders uh, essentially never followed our own doctrine. Uh, so read into that grassroots and, you know, decentralized command. And, and what I see growing here is a bunch of smart Americans who care and want to keep America great and build it. And uh, I, I, I really do salute you for throwing your hat in the ring for the RNC. Well, it's an honor.
All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, interesting enough, boy, we couldn't get this done and have all these wonderful women from uh, North Dakota, California, and our very own here in this state, Fanshawn Blythe, uh, National Committee woman for the RNC, well, the state of Nebraska. Uh, Fanshawn, thanks for putting yeah. this together. Oh, gosh, Jack. Thanks for calling and asking me to be on and having my friends on. Yeah, I mean, it really shows what grassroots movements can do. And and listen, Nebraskans today are getting thoughts from all over the country on on different Mm -hmm. things. And I kind of laugh when people think, oh, it's just this small group of folks. It's not. I mean, I've witnessed it. I've seen it. No, it's a huge movement. And we we won't stop, Jack. And I just want to say welcome to the Great Awakening. We are a large part of the grassroots across Nebraska and this country. Well, looking I'm, for transparency and accountability from our elected officials. Yeah, I mean, when there was that whole woke thing, I was saying it's not woke. We need to wake up, and I, and I do think the American yeah. people have, and and people in different parts are are taking action mm-hmm. as we're witnessing with the ladies you brought on. Um, and the other thing I would say, you know, I do like slogans, and I know you do too. And 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 MAGA has been used as a oh those MAGA people. I want to change it to say uh, CAG. Keep America great, because we are great. And yes, mm-hmm. we need to put in a lot of work. Uh, we need to make America great again, but we need to keep America great. And so when I think of you ladies, I think that you're out there keeping America great. And again, I can't thank you enough uh, for coming on, giving your time, as well as you know helping me coordinate with these other three women. Well, I love it, Jack. I've been involved for politics for four years, and um I now love to say to people, I'm awakened to what's going on in Nebraska and in this country. And I welcome all Nebraskans to get involved at your county level. It's very important to make change at your county and then at the state level. Yeah, well said. All right. Thanks, Fanchon. All right. Thanks, Jack. Wow. Um, I'll try to wrap that up. National uh, Republican National Committee woman from Nebraska, Fanchon Blythe. Republican National Committee woman from California, Harmeet Dillon, who is running to replace RNC Chair Ronna McDaniel to get the Republican Party a well-oiled machine. A Republican National Committee woman from North Dakota, Lori Hins, and consultant and campaign manager, Caroline Wren. A lot of information there, folks. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll come on back. KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, folks, I don't even know how to wrap that up other than uh, Johnny and I were setting a record for how we get things done in the studio. Johnny, good job over there on the phone lines. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. I know some of it was rough. But listen, we were getting input uh, from right here in this state. Right here, you know, California, North Dakota, and a lot of movement in the RNC that mirrors a lot of what's going on on Capitol Hill um, from all the National Committee women involved there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, again, Jim Pillen was sworn in today as the 41st governor of Nebraska, uh, along with Lieutenant Governor Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly has been on this show before. And, uh, hey, listen, I contested races and stuff like that. In the end of the day, uh, Jim Pillen is going to be a great conservative governor um the things he stands for and the things that he uh has ran on fall in line with vast majority of republicans in this state and uh you know as he has come out and spoke i mean he is one of us you look at uh, transformational tax change you know changes to the school aid formula as well as making the, this place more attractive to young people absolutely um 
you know, Jim Pillen is our guy. He's going to continue to represent all Nebraskans and lead. Um, but he's going to, re- you know, continue to enforce um, and grow conservative values. All right, Tommy Armstrong tomorrow on KLIN 1499.3.